Hi, and welcome back to the Canby Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Castle. My passion is to inspire you to be everything you want to be, big or small. For many years, people told me I did too much. I wore too many hats. I had too many things going on at one time. What I learned is that you can be all that you want to be as long as you're doing the things that bring you joy, that light you up, set your soul on fire and get you excited about getting out of bed at night in the morning, not at night. I have with me a friend that does just that. He's an optometrist by day, but he also follows his dreams and his passions and does the things that excites and, and, and fires him up. He loves photography. He's a painter. He's a writer. He's a music lover and many, many other things. He just follows whatever it is that makes him happy. Dr. Jerry, and I'm going to let him say his last name for you, is with me today. Welcome to today's episode. Enjoy. Jerry, I am so glad that you have um, joined me today on the Canby podcast. Glad to be here. Appreciate it. Absolutely. So the audience may, well, number one, Pronounce your last name for me. Gundersheimer. It's German, right? Long German name, yes. So I am German also, and my maiden last name is Hauptreif, and that's like H-A-U-P-T-R-I-E-F. That's very German, yeah. Very German. And then like my mom's last name is was her mom's last name was Schmidt and her my mom's last name was Grody. And so long line of, of German names. So you would think I'd know how to pronounce that, but it's been a little while. So, well, that's a pretty long one. So, yeah, I get all sorts of different pronunciations. Too, too. And I looking at that, you're missing a C. Yeah, they've Americanized it. That's the same thing that happened. Hauptreif is really Hauptreife if you were to to pronounce it the German way, but they Americanized it through the generations. So anyway, thank you for being on the show. Welcome. I appreciate it. Now, um, absolutely. Now you and I have, I know we've been at community events together, but we have, we have not exchanged many words but I feel like I know you because we are very connected socially. So, but what I didn't know is that you had written two books prior to this book that you just um, published called Reach. Talk to me, you are an optometrist by day, but when I look at Mm -hmm. all of the things that you do, which I covered in the intro, you are my kind of guy. Like you don't limit yourself by what you do by day. You just, it just looks like you just follow your heart and your dreams and your passions and you just do all the things. Yeah. Thank you. I'm, I'm into photography and music. I, you know, I play keyboards. I've written a number of songs and uh, full length that kind of stuff. I've been involved in the short community players, as you know, for, quite some time mm-hmm. so uh heavily into the arts so as an optometrist you're a scientist but for you to be creative and a scientist that's kind of an unusual mix isn't it well um you'd be surprised how many uh of my colleagues 
are also artistically inclined, um, doing various things like or what have you? Um, well, in arts, um, I mean, like it's proven intelligent people are artists and scientists are oh. intelligent. So maybe that's why you have a lot of scientists then in that career. I'd like to think that. I'll go with that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're going to go with. Yeah. So, so tell me about these books. I mean, have you always wanted to write? Like where did, where did, like, how'd that happen? Well, actually, um, experience started in grade school I had uh, I sold my first book to fellow students in grade school it was it's pretty funny and in the Reader's Digest they used to have these articles I am Joe's brain or I'm Joe and and so we uh, a friend of mine and I did parodies on him and we and back then you had mimeographs so we mimeographed the pages and and, and put them together and sold these in, in grade school. But I <laughs> uh, started other books before uh, and and not really finished them. Um, the one you were referencing, the, the, the first one that I finished, um, I'll Face of the Bell Witch, it's that, that and its sequel, uh, L. Crohn's are paranormal thrillers. They're, they're kind of ghost stories and involve a 30-something medium and, and his 10-year-old daughter and kind of what happens to them. Um, I, I was working on the third book to the series when um, on one of my, my runs, I, I listened to compilations, you know, music. And one of my favorite artists of all time um, was uh, the late Dan Fogelberg. Um, and are just so wonderful I mean he paints with his words um, and so I was listening to a playlist I had of his and I just started thinking of this idea for this book um, reach and really the inspiration for the book and um, what's kind of cool about it is um, each of the chapters the title of the chapter is one is the title of one of his songs and um, there are little kind of to his lyrics um, that are embedded throughout the book. Any any fan of Dan Fogelberg's music will get a kick out of trying to kind of parse out these references to his lyrics in the book. But that made it kind of a different thing. And to his um, widow, I don't know that if she's read it yet or not, but she's got a copy of it. I, yeah, I've got a copy of it and I, and I thought I was um, going to get to read a lot of it last night. And then I realized it was, it was at my lake house. It's not at, in my downtown cottage. So I missed it. Well, that's a good place to read it. So that's why I took it. I, I thought it was a great uh, back porch read. Yeah. I think once you, once you get into it, uh, three, four chapters into it, you'll really probably not want to put it down too much. Well, and, and I, and I noticed when I was uh, reading the reviews and, and looking it, it, it follows kind of a, a similar storyline as the notebook. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of a cross between the notebook and another uh, story that was turned into a, an Oscar winning movie. Uh, Still Alice that starred Julianne Moore and, uh, it's, it's, it sort of combines elements of both of those uh, movies, 
but uh, puts different twists and spins on him and, and, and deals with a little bit of different plot line than, than of course, either of those uh, do. Um, it's, it's similar to The Notebook in that it's a, con it's a combination of journal entries and, and, and chapters. Mm -hmm. And um, it's similar to Still Alice in that it deals with dementia. Both of those, of course, deal with dementia. Mm -hmm. And anybody that's had to deal with dementia in their life, uh, you know, with a, with a loved mm -hmm. one or a friend who's dealing with it knows what an arduous task that is, you know, mm -hmm. to deal with that. So I wanted to try to convey that in this book. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the main characters, um, there's a... a, a Ernie um, Resnick is one is the main character, and um, he and Ava uh, Winkler meet in grade school. Um, they start a relationship uh, throughout uh, grade school and high school. She's mm -hmm. an aspiring ballerina. Her mother was uh, a prima ballerina, and she has taught her daughter. And um, Ernie doesn't really know and leans toward writing so himself. So. Um, you know, they, they have this budding relationship and after senior prom, um, she kind of derails their plans. They have made plans to go to college together and she decides she wants to go to ballet school and, and hone her craft there. And so they kind of split up and, um, you know, it takes several years and he's still pining for her and, um, um, his brother convinces him to, to go look her in New York and, and there's a reunion and and they get married and and then what happens to them after that is the are you going to tell us story. all the secrets though don't tell us the secrets no no there's some okay. there's some secrets in there there's some okay things that happen that i don't want to reveal so yeah don't uh, tell us the secrets <laughs> yeah especially, especially the very ending um it's kind of kind of a twist and um happy with it I, and i owe the ending i have to say this i owe the ending to my wife because my ending to the story was um a lot sadder and more morose than <laughs> she read that she read that she said no 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 so when you, story this way. do when you write do you let her in on what you're writing prior yeah. to or do you wait till you're done yeah she's uh, she's uh one of my best critics and so i read things to her as I, I'm going to help me kind of refine them and then show me more. Cause you know, it's, it's different when you're writing from your perspective and, and, and the reader's they perspective, it as a reader. they want something yeah. else to happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot with that. I love it. So um, the, what's the time span between the, the first book that you published and then this one? First book was published in 2016. The second one I published in 2019. And then of course this one this year. Um, it, it doesn't take quite as long for me to write the story as it does to edit it. That's, I mean, yeah. it takes me about a year to edit these stories now. Um, and, and this one, I, of course I, I edited myself uh the first one i had a professional editor do and then the second one 
one had quick edit done and then I kind of tweaked that a bit. And um, then I have beta readers that read the, the books and, and suggest things to me too mm-hmm. and look at correction. So that's, that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. I would think that, if you had too many people reading and editing, it would lose its essence. Or you probably, as a writer, have to be very protective of that, right? Well, the interesting thing is of your of what you've written, but you can't be too protective of it because a lot of times, uh, well, you know, good with with a good quality editor, they're mm-hmm. right most of the time about what should be left in. Then now it's what you need change, shift around, that type of thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you've got a good editor, you really do need to kind of listen to what they're saying. And you can't get too married to a particular scene. Now, there's some that I do write that I, I look at and I say, and I and I will kind of write back a little bit about it. Yeah, I don't really want to lose that. But mm-hmm. most of the time, the editing suggestions are, are just like my wife's editing suggestion on the end of the story. Or even, you know, a good one. So yeah. It ends. It ends much better now than it did. And it and it kind of and also this story kind of taps into the COVID uh, epidemic too. Yeah. So kind of switching gears just a little bit. Um, I know that you're very active in the community. Mm-hmm. You are you. You're still working full time hours, aren't you? At the office, yes. Um, we're we're not as full time as we, um, you know. Once the pandemic hit, we 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 of course we were closed for about six months, and then when we reopened, reopened half a day, so then kind of slowly built back up to where we are. We cut off at four instead of five now, and, and then, um, mm-hmm. but but you've got, I mean, you, you've got obviously a, a relationship you and your your wife and and trying to keep that romance alive and then you have your six children and your 12 grandchildren and then um and then all of these other passions and, and that, how many Sixteen. how many 16 16 grandchildren are mm-hmm. oh my goodness no, um, that's, what, that's what we say yeah yeah, 16. Oh my gosh. So um that that's just a lot. So the the fact that you find the time, I mean, how do you do you how, do you get to a point where it's like, oh my gosh, I've just got to go find myself and go find some quiet space and I'm going to go paint for a little while or I'm going to go do this. I mean, what do do you feel that urge or is it on your calendar? Like how do you like follow that? Well, let's say if I'm writing a, a, a book or something, I'll write um, in the evenings. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I say goodnight to my wife, I'll go in and write for a little while. On the weekends, I like to write. If I get a break in between patients, seeing patients, I'll, I'll write You can a switch of, it on just like that and go write. Yeah. You know, of course, going back through what you've written and editing, it helps. But, yeah, that's a little different. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anytime you, I can grab a few minutes, I, I I try to do that. That's your go-to is is writing. That's your favorite go-to. Um, once I finish a book like this, um, I'll usually take some time off and just kind of chill mm-hmm. and see if a new idea comes to me. Now, the next thing I'm going to be working on actually is 
turning this into a screenplay. So I'm going to try to do the screenplay. Have you done that before? No. So I, you know, I've I've been look reading books and things about how to how to properly format a screenplay and 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 things of that nature. So um, are you hoping that that's done locally first? What's that, Michelle? Are you, are you going to do that with the community players locally first? No, um, no, it's not not so much of a, a play play, a theatrical play. Okay. Cinematic screenplay. Okay. See, yeah, educate me. That's not a world I've ever been in. So screen. Also, hmm? it, it's, it's, it would be new to me, too. So we'll just see what happens. So when you write a screenplay, does that mean that you are writing it for any format in which you're turning the 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 pages into actual movement? Correct. Yeah, okay. the movement and dialogue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. You're just brave. You just, eh, I think I'm going to turn this book into a screenplay. Let me figure out how to do that. Yeah. I love that. Ha. Huh. All right. What else you want to share with us, knowing that the audience is just really likes to just be inspired to just go and do the things that just really excite them about life? Yeah, that, I think that's that's a good, you know, philosophy to have, um, you know, make good use of every moment that you can. I mean, those moments are fleeting and you know, time you don't get back. So, um, you know. Find something that that interests you, and mm. and and learn about it, and and hone that craft, and go for it. I mean, you know, the, the cool thing I I didn't I never acted in my life either until I started doing things with the community players mm-hmm. back in I think it was two thousand six is when I, I first started doing stuff there. Uh, but um, they're always looking for new people to. Uh, to be in their productions. So that's, and it doesn't have to be a big role. You can go in and have a little tiny part, Mm -hmm. get your feet wet, get the acting bug and decide you want to do more. Mm -hmm. And I think Uh, that's Dara Dunn over there is the new director. And I think that's, what's really important. You know, if you're curious about it, do some more research, explore it, and then just try it. I mean, you decide you don't like it. You don't do it anymore. Yeah. It's just like that Nike slogan. Just do it. Just do it. That's that's always been my slogan. Just do it. Like Nike. Just do it. Right. You never know until you try. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate your time. I know that um, we had some technical issues and you actually, actually, we even had to reschedule for technical issues. So I appreciate you doing that and rearranging your schedule to Thank make it work. Thank you very much for rearranging yours, too. Mm, you're welcome. So if someone, uh, or not if, when the audience is ready, or let's let's just say, hey, audience, go on to Amazon. Is that the best place to go to? Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Purchase the soft cover or the hard cover. And then it's also available. And I also have Google. copies have copies in my office too if anybody wants to swing by yeah if you're local in downtown denison just go by his office and pick up a copy um you're in the sherman yeah yeah i'm in taylor place building right behind kroger in sherman there you go 
um, pick up a copy or go online and order one. Now, I do know that with Amazon, if you really, really want to help folks out, do a review because Amazon has- Those algorithms. reviews are really helpful. Absolutely. Those those reviews, is it's all part of the algorithm. So do a review, do a big favor, be a, be, be a good community and, and help out with the review. Um, the book is called Reach. I'll, 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 yeah, they make great Christmas gifts. So. Absolutely. Yep. Now, if they are someone, uh, if, if someone is listening, they're local and they're wanting to give the gift of a book for Christmas and they come by your office, you'll sign it? Of course. Yeah, I'm always happy to do that. Good. Yeah. All right. I'm going to bring my copy by too because I like to have yeah. signed books. So, yes. All right. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, audience, thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Canby Podcast. Please share this information with others. Give me a review. Give me some feedback. I'd love to hear from you. And next Tuesday will be another episode of the Canby Podcast. So thanks for listening. Thank you very much, Michelle. Absolutely. Bye.